Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me for the second time this weekend. I need to remind you that this has been an unbelievable uh, recruiting weekend. Not that I actually needed to remind you of that. It's just it's still ongoing. I talked to you yesterday for a little while, and something happened after that. In fact, two things have happened after that, one of which... We know for sure, and that South Carolina's Juice Wells has transferred to Ole Miss, and then Pete Golding did the shark thing, and we don't yet know for sure who that's for, but another defensive commitment is coming today. Everybody's on Walter Nolan watch. Don't know if that's going to drop or if that's going to drop today, or I I don't know. We will have to see, but when that does happen, uh, of course, I will react to that with you, but for now... My name is Michael Borky, and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, B-O-R-K-E-Y, is how you spell the last name. Uh, just find me there. And if you haven't already, subscribed to this podcast. If you're listening on the website, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So real quick, Juice Well, somebody we've talked about for a while, a great addition to the offense. So as you know, Ole Miss is returning a quarterback with 27 starts a wide receiver with 2,400 yards and 22 touchdowns in his career in Trey Harris, another one with 1,800 yards and nine touchdowns in his career, that's Jordan Watkins, a running back with 2,600 yards and 31 touchdowns in just two years in Judkins, a fifth-year tight end that averaged 16 yards per catch this season in Caden Priestcorn. There's also a chance that uh, Ulysses Bentley returns. We'll see about that. I don't know yet. Now with Juice Wells, they're adding a wide receiver who played in the SEC and was really good in the SEC, who had 2,800 yards and 28 touchdowns so far in his college career. Uh, They are just on an all-time heater, and uh, the weapons on that offense, uh, they they have... uh, (laughs) Pick your poison as a defensive coordinator moving forward. I mean, you you can't bracket cover any of these guys uh, anymore, knock on wood, as long as they stay healthy. Whew! What a big, big pickup for this Ole Miss offense. Got to get better on the offensive line. That is a very important thing that they will continue to attack this portal season. Got to get better there. But they are uh, a couple pieces on the offensive line and a defender or two away from having a roster that can not only make the playoff, but win games uh, come the 12-team playoff this fall. So big weekend, and we talk about it. Uh, this is the the live chat uh, edition of the show, so it was just I I, I just reacted to live chat and uh, had a really good time. It's like an hour's worth of conversation about portal recruiting uh, and the weekend that was. So hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website if you're in the market for office technology. And you're anywhere in Mississippi, so if your business is anywhere in this great state and you need tech in the office, absms.com is the website to go to. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations here in the state of Mississippi. So there's likely one in your backyard. There's one right in my backyard, and I'll have to go to my Priority One Bank location uh, here before I head home to South Carolina for uh, a few days, and I know what to expect when I go there because it's the same quality treatment every single time, regardless of what I am doing or what I need or how much money I have or how little money I have. They make me their priority. It's right in the name, Priority One Bank. All right, here it is. Here's the live chat, the Sunday live chat. This happened uh, Sunday night, of course, obviously, uh, talked portal recruiting. That's really uh, all we talked about in this one, so I hope you enjoy it, and I'll talk to you again after more news drops whenever that happens. Talk to you soon. Saints looked great, and so we're going to recap the weekend. We're not going to talk about that. That's not what you're here for. That's not what we're going to talk about tonight. Of course, we're talking portal recruiting because it was absolutely insane around here. However, 
Uh, I'm in a really good mood tonight. I'm in a great mood. It's Christmas week, sort of. It's Christmas week. It's close enough. It's Christmas week. It's most everybody's last week of work for the year. And so that's a good thing. Weather was nice today. The Saints played extremely well, like looked really good in all facets of the game, like missing uh, the top two wide receivers on the team and Ryan Ramchek and still like ran the football well and Carr was good and defense was great. And now we're talking portal recruiting. All is good around here. So I'm glad that you guys are with me. What we're going to do tonight is we're just going to live chat. I, uh, I recorded a podcast earlier today. And uh, so I think we're just going to run through it. We're just going to chat together for the next 30, 45 minutes or so. And uh, yeah, let's just get to it. My name, of course, is Michael Borky. I'm glad that you guys are here. Uh, one thing I do, um, there, there's so much moving parts in, in this era. And I know that it, it does and has and can frustrate people. But what you are seeing, and for those of you listening to the podcast, I kind of said something similar earlier today, so please forgive me for the repetition. You, you'll hear a little bit of that today. It's just kind of the nature of uh, putting these in the podcast feed. But what you are noticing, what you're seeing, is this era is chaotic, it's crazy, it's hard to follow in some cases. Some fans are turned off of it, but you can be successful in it. You can absolutely um succeed and thrive in this era if you embrace it. And what you're seeing around the country is programs that have embraced it, programs that have uh, invested and fans that have bought in are changing their status. And and as a result of that, you're seeing some uh, lesser programs, if you will, kind of thrive in this chaotic era because they've fully embraced it. So that is interesting to see. You're seeing some tiers changing uh, in college football right now because some are just better equipped for this era than others. Some are embracing it better than others. And it's just such an interesting, uh, such an interesting dynamic. So uh, anyway, so let's get to it. First comment. It's just so funny to see people across the country, like Wes Rucker be so tone deaf to what is actually going on in college football and NIL it's because people like that are stuck in the old way. They're, they're completely stuck in the old way. And I mean, you know, there are a lot of things that are great about college football that aren't changing despite what people say they are. I mean, we, we said this last offseason. It's the same conversations. We're three years into the portal in NIL era. We're three years into it, guys. I mean, it's not like this is a brand new thing. We are three years into it. And what about this season, the football what about the actual football changed it all? Like, like nothing. This was a great entertaining season. Every Saturday we had something more parody than ever, all that. So the football itself hasn't even really changed at all, despite uh, all of the, again, the the stuff going on, the, the chaos. But people like him are so stuck in the, this is how it's always been. And so this is how it will always be mindset. And for some reason, there are people that are in my business that cannot fathom the idea that Louisville is a contender now. They cannot fathom the idea that Missouri can take players from Oklahoma. Why would an Oklahoma player ever leave for Missouri? Because times have changed. Why would the possibly anyway, it hasn't happened. I don't know if it's going to happen. I know there are people locally that are talking about how Walter Nolan is a done deal at Ole Miss. I I don't know. I wish I could tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to pretend like I know that he's going to Ole Miss. I don't. I have no idea what he's going to do. But let's just pretend for a second that he does. Some of the reaction is going to be, why? Why would the number one portal player want to go to Ole Miss? Because times have changed. Ole Miss is a Missouri and Louisville. It applies to all of them because all three of them are doing very good portal things. The Colorado stuff, I mean, their portal class is really good. It's Dion. That's self-explanatory. It's a little bit different. I think that he is as a lightning rod as opposed to Missouri and Ole Miss and Louisville. It's institutional as well as uh, having a coach that is handling it the right way. But you're going to have people ask that question, and it's those people that don't understand what's going on. Because history and tradition and Tim Tebow's Heisman or whatever – or 
the the vol navy and running through the t and all this stuff that people wanted to pretend is why these programs had success in the past just simply does not matter at all anymore it is all about what are you right now what you were doesn't matter at all because nebraska would be a high level program still to this day if what you were mattered at all it doesn't and the the money has changed so much the television contracts, the budgets, and things like that has has dramatically changed to where the the richest programs are still the richest programs, but the gap has considerably closed between the the haves and the have nots when it comes to just basic finances. So so that has changed. You have crowd funded salaries, which is certainly not the best way uh, to th- that's not the best way to pay the players. I mean, I, frankly, I think it's a um, I think it's a really bad thing uh, that that you guys are having to pay the salaries. It should be the television deals and the schools, but whatever. The point is, that's how it is right now. And the places that are willing to do that, that's what matters. Can you pay? And will we win? And will I play? That's what it is now. And then you get these people like the the aforementioned that pretend like they don't understand that that's what's going on. And what especially bothers me is the shaming of the athletes for making the exact same decisions that we would make. I said on the radio show recently, and it bears repeating that I love the company that I work for and the people that I work for. I love them. I am extremely loyal. I I really like them. I I love where I work. But if somebody were to come to me and offer me a 100% raise, literally double my salary, You know what my bosses would say to me? Holy crap, Michael. Like, congratulations. That's awesome. We can't do that, but congratulations to you. Like, go get paid. Like, that's awesome. And I would leave in a heartbeat. I would take a new job tomorrow if they offered me double my salary. But everybody in my company would understand that that would be the case. And all of you would do the exact same thing. Because these aren't kids. That's what gets lost in all of this. They're younger than us, but they're not kids. I mean, there. Some of these guys are fathers. Some of these guys have siblings that they take care of financially. And so, if you have a player that is financially responsible for his many siblings, I'm just using this as an example, okay? Because this is a specific example. Um, if you have a a, a 22, 23 year old who is financially responsible for all of their siblings, we're we're supposed to shame that person for seeking additional compensation for their high-level services? That's what I'm supposed to be bothered by? That's what I'm supposed to shame? If If you want to direct blame for the chaos that is college football, doing it towards the players is the most, forgive my language, everybody, the most... Ass backwards line of thinking um, that we have going today. It's so backwards that that we blame them instead of the adults, the leaders of the sport that made these decisions that allowed this to happen. I'm not going to get mad at a player who is financially responsible. Again, a specific example, financially responsible for his siblings for seeking more money. And also a better opportunity for football purposes. Some of these guys grew up in great situations. Some of these guys grew up in situations that you couldn't fathom. Really dive deep into where these players come from. Some of them, not all of them, but where some of them come from. And the stuff that they've dealt with in their childhood. Um, there's a former Ole Miss player that, that went off to the NFL that had to sleep in his car for a period of time and his child, when he was a child, had to sleep in a car. There are, there are guys that have parents that live in housing situations where they don't have electricity or running water sometimes that, that that is a real thing. And so just shaming the, the, the wrong people here and, Anyway, that's kind of going off on a tangent, but you get my point. I got this tweet. Um, This is from Tony, who has the Grove Collective in his avatar. Said, would you stop with the college football real-life work comparisons? This system is going to ruin more 
and development no more. Plus, like you said, they are adults. Don't need liberal media. Never had a real job. Peeps taken up for them. Um, taking, Tony, would be the, the appropriate word. Um, liberal media. To describe. Anyway, so that that's uh, that's where we are. Um, I, I need to reply to this, actually. This is causing people to break their brains, man. This is causing people to break their brains. Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding right now are cooking as as my man, as my mom on a Tuesday night. Um, what a weekend for Pete Golding. My goodness. Um, and the thing is, so what else happened this weekend? Everybody's talking about the portal players, and those are far more important, right? I, I know high school matters. You've got to assign good high school players as well because not all of them leave your program, right? Because – it's the player movement era. A lot leave every year, but a lot also get processed out. It's it's not just all good players that are leaving. You you've got coaches that are having meetings with players saying that you're you're not going to play here anymore. You, you should consider moving on. That that's happening as well. So again, it's point is they portaled really well this weekend, right? They got Uman Mielin. They they got Baron. They have like six pieces in the secondary now. We'll see what happens with uh, with Nolan. Uh, that, to me, is far more important than high school. And I see, Kobe, you asking about Mississippi State. I'll get to that in a second, too, because I think that there's an important distinction there as well. But also, look at Ole Miss's defensive line recruiting class. That guys, is not just a product of Grove Collective. That is a product of Pete Golding because everybody is offering Barron money. Everybody's offering Uman Mielin money. Everybody's offering uh, Nolan money. You, you still have to like sell something besides just cash. And again, that, that's all. it's another thing that is just often lost uh, in this conversation is just... Um, um. Anyway, long story short, that's all Pete Golding. His addition to the Ole Miss coaching staff has elevated their recruiting profile on its own. There's, there's no doubt about it. They're not getting these players without Pete Golding. This isn't happening with Chris Partridge still on staff. There was a few people, mostly outside of this state, that talked about Pete Golding in ways that was just so goofy and incorrect. And now you're seeing why that was so goofy and incorrect. So what do I think about Mississippi state's commitments? I really, really like the wide receiver also pounders as well is going to be a really good addition to the offensive line. I, I like him a lot too. That was a good pickup. Um, th- they need, they, they need to continue to add Kobe. They just need to add and add and add and add. And it's a weird time for, for Mississippi State because that hasn't been their strategy in the portal era, but they have to now. This weekend, uh, they, they did well. I really like the UTEP wide receiver. And, and that's, again, what I'm talking about here with um, how, how much more important he is. And I'm looking him up right now because his name's escaping me. Uh, wasn't on my radar at all until it actually uh, until it happened. I didn't know that this guy uh, was going to go to Mississippi State. Oh God, bless me, his last name. Uh, same thing with Uman Miel, and this guy's gonna. And I think I'm saying that wrong still. Um, Kelly, we'll go with Kelly for for now. But you know that one, this guy can produce at this level, and you know exactly what he's going to give you this season, right? And so I know it's backwards and people don't like it, Kobe, but this guy is far more important to me than Stonka Burnside. Like there's so much talk about Burnside and, and he looks good in the all-star game yesterday and, and Mississippi state's going to try to hold on to him. And, and it's, it sounds like they will, but we'll see again. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't know if he's going to state or not. It sounds like he is, but who knows? Um, 
But Kelly is far more important than Burnside, in my opinion, because you know already that Kelly can produce at the FBS level. You have film on him playing college football against other college football players and producing with that, and you know that that guy will help you this year. Burnside looks great as a prospect, but there's no guarantee he helps you at all. There's no guarantee he helps you at all because not every high school prospect becomes a quality college football player. I mean, we know that every year. I mean, teams sign 25 every year. How many in a good recruiting class actually works out? What, half of them? And so you already know that there's a chance he doesn't work out if he stays with you forever. And of course, there's a chance he hits the portal. So that's uh, weird that you have to look at it that way. But people that are chest thumping about high school recruiting classes as much as uh, they are, or more than they are, a portal class, I think is wrong. But like the offensive line additions, uh, especially Pounders, uh, they, they needed to be better there. I mean, they, they lose guys and needed to be better there. But I really like the, the wide receiver addition. He will help them absolutely right away. And they just they need to keep adding. They really need to be active on the defensive line. Really need to be active on the defensive line um, and at linebacker as well. And uh, we'll see. I mean, it's not over yet. Just because the dead period starts here soon doesn't mean, you know, it's over by any stretch. I mean, you're going to have another after the dead period. You're going to have another window open and then another window is going to open. And, and so there's there's plenty of time. I know state fans are kind of in a panic right now uh, about portal recruiting or lack thereof. But it was a good weekend, a good start. And there's still plenty of time. I mean, it's not like the window closed and it's done forever. So uh, anyway. Most of the people hating are just jealous or it's their players leaving and it makes them salty. That's absolutely part of it as well, 100%. All hail, all hail the Portal Kings and Pete. I, so I, I saw the, the Noriel White decommitment and then I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, again, high school reporting is still important. It still matters, but it's just so far less important than it used to be it really is it's just so less impactful the, the the guys aren't staying as much as they used to now they do again they do for every portal guy there's three guys sticking around uh unless you're processing them but i just i would tell all fan base like literally this applies to every single fan base in college football if you lose a high school recruit it's okay if you lose a high school recruit, it's okay because he's likely – he's got a 50-50 chance at working out, and he might hit the portal anyway. If you lose a linebacker to Kentucky or whatever on signing day, go to the portal and get a linebacker from Kentucky. You know, <laughs> it's just – it's so hard to care about losing high school players anymore. Signing them, great. If you miss on one – it's what the portal's for. It's just not as impactful anymore. Looking more and more like a wait and see on Nolan. Uh, the crystal ball is definitely a reliable one. Yes, uh, it, it is. It is. But um, I wish I could tell you more. I've tried. I, I, I don't know for sure. And, and although I'm not a quote unquote reporter, it's not technically what I am I do think it would be irresponsible to tell you yeah he's going there without knowing for sure and I don't know for sure and telling you one way or the other would be simply put a uh, a guess on uh, on my part so wow Malachi Nelson just hit the portal from USC that's a talented guy that hasn't really done much we'll see who picks him up oh state just got another offensive line uh, commit from EMCC so there you go. They are Jeff Levy clearly identified a, a serious issue on the offensive line. So good on him for trying to fix it. Obviously, state and Ole Miss programs are in two different places, but as of today, but I really like state's portal hall so far. Good to see you, Tucker. Glad you're here. Um, I mean, I've talked about it with you guys before. I think the the reaction to Blake Shapin was uh, a product of some very irresponsible reporting when it came to the other candidates for um, 
that position. And I, I thought people should know better than talking about certain prospects. And that's not an anti-Mississippi State thing. It's there are certain programs that are equipped today to compete for championships. And the best quarterback in the portal is going to go to one of those programs because they've got a year of eligibility left or they've got one year before they go to the NFL and they want to win immediately. And Mississippi State 2023, or excuse me, 2024 is going to be a rebuild. It is not a team that's equipped to win a championship. It's it's simply not. There's too much over turn or turnover. They, they, there's year one's a build. And so you're not going to get Cam Ward to go to Mississippi State when they're not ready to compete for a championship. And so talking about him repeatedly when it's never going to happen leads people to look at Chapin, who's been a multi-year starter at the Power Five, and look at him like he's a bum. And I thought that was deeply unfair. I think Chapin has a high upside, and and the reaction was only a, a result of unfair reporting on it, frankly. I think Chapin uh, in Lebby's offense can be a highly productive player. White recommitted. Recommitted from Ole Miss or decommitted from Ole Miss here? I, I, I will pull it up. I, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not going to, in this era especially, not going to spend too much time digging into uh, the, 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 good, the tweets of high school players. But You heard Ole Miss even signed Shohei Otani in the transfer portal? Hell, with what the Dodgers are paying Otani for the first 10 years, Ole Miss could afford Shohei Otani. But uh, <laughs> I can't believe that's legal. I, I mean, Major League Baseball is uh, is an interesting beast, man. I, I cannot believe that you are allowed to do that and that the Dodgers are willing to do that. It, it's absolutely uh, insane to me. It, it's It's insane to me. So. Has Ole Miss gotten a linebacker in the portal yet? Yes, they have. Uh, Chris Paul Jr. from Arkansas. And no, he is not the son of the flopping NBA player Chris Paul. Not him. Uh, No, but Chris Paul Jr. is uh, from Arkansas. uh, Started there at Arkansas. Sounded like he was looking for the opportunity to go win. And uh, and he will start right away for Ole Miss. A highly, highly experienced athletic linebacker. I don't know. I haven't looked since, um, but at the time, he was the number one linebacker in the transfer portal. Does that – I don't know who else has been added since, but uh, very experienced, highly sought-after linebacker. So, yeah, he kind of flew under the radar. It just kind of happened so casually and quickly, but yeah. Your mom isn't very football savvy, but she enjoys it a lot. She isn't too familiar with many names, but she definitely knows who Pete Golding is. (laughs) Oh, man. White got scared. He would not see playing time when Juice jumped in the boat. Well, if Juice didn't go to Ole Miss, he still wouldn't have played a lot his first year uh, anyway. Rams are going to embarrass the Saints. Bring it on, buddy. Bring bring it on. I'm ready Thursday. I won't be here. Uh, I'll be in South Carolina visiting family. But uh, bring it on, man. I, I think with the way the Saints are playing defense right now, it's um, – I don't know if embarrassment can happen, but uh, we'll see. We kind of need that one. I mean, essentially what it's going to come down to since the Falcons lost to the Panthers today is uh, beating Tampa in Tampa, and they're playing well uh, right now. Seems like Juice was redundant with Harris, Watkins, Smith, Williams, and White already on board, not complaining, but you don't know there are enough touches to go around currently. Well, there's not, uh, but but here's the thing. Um, they want to win right now. They think that they have a window of opportunity in 2024 to win a championship. And if Aiden Williams, for example, doesn't take a big step forward this offseason – then that limits their opportunity to do that. They need, if, if they're going to win a championship, and now state fans in here are going to roll their eyes at that concept, but, I mean, look, look at what they have returning and look at what they're adding. They're, they're thinking playoff 
winning games in the playoff at the moment. They are. Schedule sets up well as well. Um, What happens if Deion Smith's game doesn't translate from JUCO to the SEC well? What happens if he can't stay eligible academically? Because that's kind of been an issue, right? Um, You need to be elite at every spot on the field if you're going to win a championship, right? And as of what we know, what we know right now, without Juice Wells, Ole Miss would not have been elite at every spot at wide receiver. They would have had Harris and Watkins and then a question mark. Can Williams take a step forward? Can Deion Smith be the guy that they think that he can be? See that there's too many questions? Juice Wells eliminates questions. Now, again, he hurt his foot to start this season. Um, ended his season uh, very early on, but when healthy, he is an elite level wide receiver. And so if you can have that sure thing, you go get that sure thing, even if it means you don't get a high school receiver. That's going to impact you in 2026. Deal with that then. If you're trying to win a championship now, go all in now. Try to upgrade at every position. Um, You don't if you can eliminate a question mark, go eliminate a question mark. That's the beauty of the transfer portal and what what it can do for you if, if you're able to go get some of these guys. So, yeah, high school players usually aren't going to see the field early with the transfer portal in full swing. Noriel has deleted the decommit post twice. Eh, whatever. I appreciate the... The Twitter group being here. Thanks, guys. You guys are uh, you guys are something else. That's for sure. You make me feel really old, though. Let, let me tell you. You you make me feel really really old. You believe Nolan is committed. You refuse to believe whoever runs the Grove Collective Twitter account doesn't know if he's committed. They retweeted that fake Pete's shark tweet. Yeah, I I understand why the Twitter thing is happening. Truly, I do. And I also understand that when Pete Golding himself, actually Pete, puts a shark out, it actually means they actually did get somebody. But I just um, am having a really hard time like getting super like into reading subliminal messages on Twitter. I'll just see when the kid announces, you know? Do I think Walter Nolan has committed to Ole Miss? I don't know. I do not know, but where do I see that defense if Ole Miss does get him? Uh, so I see what it can be. Now, the front six would be a lot of known, right? They've, they're doing the same thing they did last year with known commodities via transfer portal, right? So they return Ivy, they return Pegues. You know what they're capable of. I assume like Akalo Stone and, and Xavion Harris will be back. I mean, there's no indication that they're leaving, so you would think that they're staying. So you know what they're capable of. You know what Uman Mielin is. Uh, you know what Barron is. And you know what Nolan is, right? So that there's there's less projecting there. You know exactly what those guys are in this league. You know what um, Chris Paul Jr. is. Is Kari Coleman returning? You know what he is. You need Perkins to take a step forward. The front six, I think, has a chance to be elite. I wonder about the back end of the defense. They lose a lot of guys. I know they're portaling well there too, but I I have a lot more confidence in the front six being exceptional. I'm going to kind of wait and see more about the back end of the defense uh, before I think that they're, you know, a championship level defense. I think the front six, if they do add Nolan is a championship level front six. Don't forget to hit that like button. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Saw someone compare Lane's first class versus Levy's, and they're very comparable. Not saying Levy will do what Kiffin has done, of course, but I don't think that it's nearly as bad as some state fans say. Yeah, Tucker, it goes back to what I was saying a second ago. I think that people had really overinflated initial expectations, and it's. I think we've talked about it before on here. I know I've mentioned it on the radio show, but I think that um, there have been such a high level of unrealistic expectations to the point where um sorry I just got distracted by a message I got um I, I think that the expectations are unrealistic 
for for Lebby in in year one. It's going to take time. Portal players, the high level portal players, want to go somewhere where they can win right away, and that is not necess- That's that's not what state is at the moment. And as a result of that, you're you're not going to be in on a Walter Nolan or, or a Man Ellen, and you're not going to be in on a Cam Ward and. Uh, Juice Wells. It, it's going to have to be guys that you evaluate well initially, and you're going to have to get a lot of them. And and that's okay. That's that's what the situation he took over lends. That, that that's what it's going to be. That's what it has to be. And, and that's okay. I just I, I think too many people are lost in the idea that it, he has to. Jeff Lebby in his first year as head coach is going to snap his fingers and win nine games, and that's just an absurd expectation. It's going to take him time. Is it too crazy to think that State's going to have a top three rushing team in the ex- the SEC next year with the way Levy is building the offensive line? I know a lot of people there like the running backs uh, that they have there as well, even though uh, they've sent one uh, off to Washington uh, again. But I, I do people there are really high on what they have possibly in the running back room this year. So Shapin's a pretty good athlete as well. Now he's not like somebody that's going to scare you. When it comes to you know his running ability, he's not uh, Cam Newton uh, back there uh, at, at all. So, but good enough athlete. What's going on with State in the portal? I've seen a couple guys commit, but I was being told that they had a war chest to go after the top guys. I, I think I, I kind of just covered that, but I, I think that that that's what's going on. It, it's. It, it's going to take time there. You can't just snap your fingers and become competitive with all the best players in the country. It takes time. Lane Kiffin is about to enter his fifth year. So, anyway. Comparing some state fans, some, are looking at what Ole Miss is doing and wondering, why aren't we doing that? If four years from now you're still wondering that, you've got a problem. But expecting you to be doing what they're doing right now is foolish. You're not there at the moment, and that's okay. It's, anyway. Hope the Rebels aren't getting too extracted from preparing for the Peach Bowl. That game in two weeks will be the first game of the 2024 season. Ole Miss needs to make a statement. You would hope that because of the volume of guys that are returning, that they will have that make a statement mindset, as opposed to a bunch of guys that are like, you know, on their way out, off to the NFL, things like that. I mean, quarterback, starting running back, possibly both uh, of of your two leading rushers, your tight end, your wide receivers. I mean, everybody is returning on offense, basically. So you would at least think that they are are pretty locked in and 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 well focused into the future, which starts on the uh, on the thirtieth. Saw Josh Pate earlier talk about FSU and how they've balanced the portal in high school to build the program. Ole Miss is doing it very similar. The portal player quality is rising by year, and and the high school class currently is good. What is it, sixteen or, or so? So if you're a, if you have a top twenty high school class, um, while also recruiting a top five portal class, the talent acquisition is is very good and and something that you can win with. But player retention also matters too. Everybody's losing players. Which players are you losing, right? It's not everybody's losing players. Which ones? Georgia's losing a bunch of guys, but but which ones? You know, I mean, Georgia's still going to be really good next year. Of course they are. People see that they have 15 guys in the portal and think, oh, what's going on in Athens? Nothing. It's just that's college football today. They're just they're not able to stockpile five stars in the three deep anymore. That's what's going on here. So, um who you're returning, so who you're able to keep on your roster is the third leg of talent acquisition. It's high school, it's portal, and it's who you're able to keep on your roster. Take Florida, for example. Everybody's talking about how Florida's got this really good high school recruiting class, but who who are they keeping on their team? It's kind of a disaster down there right now. Their best players are all leaving. Well, what good is a high school recruiting class when you can't keep the good players on your team at the moment, right? So it's all three of those things at once. But yeah, he's spot on at that. Pate, Pate's, I, I like him. Uh, he's smart. I can't stand his rankings. Those drive me absolutely insane. 
I cannot stand them. Uh, but other than that, I think he is extremely, uh, he's good at what he does. And um, we, we need more people like him that cover college football at a national level or even a local level that actually know how college football works and, and understand it. There's, there's absolutely not anywhere close to enough of, uh, of that. Considering the injuries Ole Miss had early in the year at wide receiver and tight end, having more guys like Juice Wells and Deion Smith is definitely a good thing, for sure. You don't blame the kids. To be honest, we at work always want to raise or are looking to see if someone else is willing to pay more. 100, 100%. Bass Ackwards is worse. I'm way behind on these messages. My goodness. I'm just going to do rapid fire here. We've, uh, I appreciate all of you guys uh, being here and, and hanging out on a Sunday, but I am way, way behind, so let's just – Rapid fire here. State needs to work in the portal extremely hard, especially on the lines of scrimmage, to field a competitive 2024 team. That roster right now is not equipped to win at all next season. Absolutely not. They, they need to add numbers, like 25 to 30 portal guys, possibly even more. Thoughts on the UTEP receiver for State? I think I got there. I, it's a good addition. I mean, you know exactly what he's going to give you. You know that he's going to fit the offense. You know that he's explosive. It's a good pickup. Absolutely a really good pickup. And, they need one or two more, but that's a really good start. The Pete Golding profile picks had uh, had you laughing. Yeah, it's like the same guys following me a hundred times today. I absolutely love it. It is uh, it is really funny. You can't break something you don't have for sure. The expected loyalty is also one way. How many schools will drop a commit if they get a major injury or have a subpar senior season or will drop them if they get a better better player to commit? Exactly. Exactly. It's a two-way street. You've got coaches that are forcing players out of their program because they're not good enough. You've got fans that want the quarterback bench when he throws two interceptions. It's loyalty. We, we expect the players to be loyal to us, but by God, we are not loyal to them. And anyway. Kentucky portals. Kentucky does a really good job portaling as well. Um, the, the teams haven't been quite good the last couple of years, so they're portaling well, but the results aren't really that great. But that's that's another very good example. Kiffin's getting his fourth high school recruiting class. There haven't been five starters from his high school classes so far. And, and look at where they are. See how unimpactful that is? Alabama fans still can't accept that Pete Golding might actually be a good coach. Fourth and 31 against Auburn is blinding them from wanting to fire Kevin Steele for Auburn running all over them. Absolutely. Too much is put on the portal. Here's a dissenting opinion. Look at Georgia and Alabama. They get a few, if any, but teams like Ole Miss and teams like that are dependent on the portal for success. Why? Because Max, Ole Miss, and Missouri and Louisville cannot go toe-to-toe with Georgia and Alabama and recruit the same way. That's why. You can't build a roster at Missouri the same way you can at Georgia. It's impossible they cannot do it. So do you try to be Georgia and lose? Or do you try to be different from Georgia and lose by six, you know? (laughs) Missouri got as close to Georgia as anybody did uh, this year, not named Alabama. So Ole Miss can't recruit like Alabama. Missouri can't recruit like Georgia. Trying to is an exercise in futility. It, It can't happen. You won't do it. So do it differently. This is different. This is the only way that you can attempt to level the playing field with those programs, and it's working. It is working. You said all year that the offensive line, pass rush, and secondary weren't elite level and needed to be improved. You and me both, man. That that is that is that they were good. They were solid, just not elite. And that's okay. Expecting them to be in that spot is a little unfair, especially in year one with, uh, with Golding. But they needed to be upgraded. You think college football being more like the NFL is great? I agree to some degree. Uh, to some degree. But if Ole Miss adds Nolan, where would I rank their D-line unit? That's so. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it would be top three in the SEC. You'll take the over on .5 for Noriel White and Stonka Burnside in terms of how many college teams they play for. I might even take the over on 1.5, and that's not a shot at them. That's just how it is. 
at this moment, if Ole Miss lands Nolan, they are favored in every game next season except for question mark Georgia. LSU hasn't impressed me in their offseason so far. That is in Baton Rouge, though. That's the only thing. But, yeah, possibly. Um, what do they do on the offensive line, though? What do they do on the offensive line? You're opening an investigation against Ole Miss. Brace yourselves. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, the, the NCAA has just decided to put their hands up and give up. J- just completely, just completely given up on uh, on trying to control this in, in any way, shape, or uh, or form. I mean, they, they've just completely, completely given up. So, anyway. This is not going to happen. All right, rapid fire. You'll see transfers enrolling in January just to transfer in the spring. Yeah, but if you do that more than once, nobody's going to want you. Any news on the Oregon running back? Uh, He's supposed to visit Mississippi State, isn't he? I think so. I think he's supposed to visit State. It's an interesting one. He didn't really get on the field this year uh, at Oregon. So uh, is he as good as his high school uh profile says he was or is there a reason he couldn't get on the field uh, at Oregon we will uh, we will have to see thinking Gabriel was headed to Starkville was short-sighted yeah but at least there was the connection there that that made sense you know he was really successful under Levy like I got why the that connection was drawn there Ole Miss is going all in because Kiffin will leave after 24 if he does, then he does, but they're going all in not because Kiffin's leaving. They're going all in because they have kind of like the perfect storm of opportunity to do it. Third-year starting quarterback, high-level running back in his third year, fringe NFL prospects at a, a handful of spots that could go, but if you paid them enough, they wouldn't. That's what it's about. It's not about Kiffin leaving. It's It's about what they have returning for the first year of the 12-year playoff. Two million plus for a quarterback talk. Like, I'm sorry, that's ludicrous. I mean, Cam Ward might get something close, I guess, but he's one of one. Chapin's actually pretty talented. I agree. His offensive coordinator put him in awful spots over the years. Yeah, and didn't have any talent uh, talent around him at all. And I agree with this. Chapin's an upgrade over Rodgers. I agree. I agree. Got to think Chris Paul and Suntarian Perkins will be a good duo at linebacker. No doubt it uh, it will. Thoughts on the Peach Bowl since just about all the Penn State players are playing. But, yeah, they had two big opt-outs. That defense is really, really good, that Penn State defense is. I mean really, really good. Even without those guys. It's going to be a tough battle uh, for Ole Miss for sure. Low-scoring game, I think. Any updates on another tight end? I, I'm going to have to say I don't know too much tonight because I don't know uh, if Ole Miss is uh, is looking at that tight end from Virginia Tech or, or what kind of serious um, – or how serious that is. What do I think about that group chat? I think you guys are nuts. That's what I think. I've been entertained the last couple of days, though. I appreciate that. I, I really do. You guys are funny. And uh, I still feel like you're trolling me, and that's okay. I swear I'm getting trolled in there, but for now, you guys are funny. Get paid and win a title every athlete's goal, for sure. Uh, I did not say I think Ole Miss is going to win a national championship. I didn't even allude to that. I'm saying that they think that they can. But look at what they have returning and, and tell them that that's an insane thing to think. No, I think... I don't think they're going to win a championship next year. But I do think that they have a team that can go to the playoff and and win a game or two in it. Lane's trying to build the Rams from a couple of years ago. Get it now? Absolutely. Almost would be a preseason top 10 team. You don't think that can be argued much right now? It's possible they're a top five. If they beat Penn State, they might crack the top five preseason. Why isn't this? what, What the heck? There it goes. Okay, sorry. My chat was stuck. Yeah, a dip in 25 would be accepted by Ole Miss fans for sure. I mean, it, if if 24 goes the way they expect, 25 is going to be a, a build year for sure. 
Lebby's doing a good job so far. It's not his fault. Some media members talk about 10 wins every season. Absolutely. Okay, so Dowdle did make it to state. Okay, I knew that, that they were expecting him. I, I didn't know that he actually made it. So um, if he got to campus and he doesn't go anywhere else, because there's a dead period coming, maybe he waits until after the dead period to take more visits. But if they got him to campus, in portal recruiting, guys take multiple visits, but they are more – there are more portal guys that only take one visit and go there as opposed to take five visits like the high school kids, you know? You thought when State hired Levy that he has to get three to four years regardless of what happens. Lane had the benefit of State also being down. Ole Miss being up makes fans more urgent and the build a lot harder for sure. Georgia lost 13 or so and half or four stars. Must be nice. It may not hurt them on paper. Probably doesn't. The Pate rankings are absolutely absurd. I hate him, and I, I love him. I think he's really smart and, and really good and covers college football the right way, and his rankings are the worst things ever. Yes, I know they're not rankings. They're power ratings, and who would win on a neutral field? But when you look at it, it's stupid still because the teams play each other, and, and it's it's still stupid. I understand what they are. It doesn't mean that they're not dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, the FBI is, is also very, very bad. KJ is Auburn bound. Is that official? I, I can't scroll through Twitter and, and chat with you guys at the same time. So KJ going to Auburn, that is interesting. Um, I mean, you got to worry about his health, right? And and Hugh Freeze does run his quarterback some. He expects them to run. And, and KJ, God bless him, has just not been able to stay healthy uh, in his college career. When he's healthy, he's really good. Um, Enos did him no favors uh, this year. No way. He said, Free said he's good with Peyton Thorne as the starter. I don't believe that at, at all. Ab- absolutely uh, not at, at all. Um, no. Uh, Chris Beard putting in Brandon Murray does not affect his eligibility. The NCAA said that they will not hold this year against the two-time transfers. They're, they're, they're giving up on this year is the NCAA. So he's good. He's uh, he's all good. Shapin isn't a bad quarterback. I agree. Kid was throwing off his back uh, unless scrambling line looked like, yeah, they were bad. They were bad. If Kiffin wins a title in Oxford, either SEC or Natty, why would he leave? Got to win that first. You don't see Shapin being the starter. You'd rather roll with Parson over Shapin and let him develop over the next few years. I think that when you are in such a win-now business, you can't take the risk of playing a guy that's not ready. And Parson didn't look ready. And I know that it was a bad team and at the end of the year. And I understand all that. But, but he didn't look ready. He looked years uh, away. Looked years away. And so when fans are paying the players, literally paying the players' salaries, and you're making millions as a coach, can you really afford to punt a couple years in the name of development? No. Uh, Shapin is ready to play now, and, and Parson isn't, so he's going to play now. See, David, I don't think Alabama would ever hire Lane Kiffin. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think so. Oh, just an inkling that Auburn uh, and uh, and KJ Free stated that last week. Look it up. I'll have to because oh, that's if I were an Auburn fan, pair that with his comments on the the portal and high school recruiting, and uh, I, I wouldn't feel very good about either one of those. Again, Curtis, I know what his, I know what the the Pate rankings are. I know what they are. I know his rationale. I think it's goofy. And again, I qualify that with the understanding that I really, really like him, but I think his rankings, his ratings are terrible, and the rationale doesn't justify how terrible they are. That's that's just, (laughs) you're never going to get me to agree with that. So Murray is good for the rest of the season. Yes, he is good. The NCAA has given up. They, they've given up. 
for this year anyway. I don't know how they're going to keep fighting. Uh, but they've, yeah. Juice Wells to Ole Miss, top portal class so far. Yeah, it may not end that way because they're, they're not going to bring in the volume of players that some other schools are going to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, number one pass rusher, number one linebacker, what, number two pass rusher, um, possibly the number one defensive tackle. They, they've they got to do more on the offensive line. That's the area to watch for moving forward now that, that Juice is in is can they add on the offensive line? Um, that's that's what has to happen, is offensive line. Was that a hurricane that hit the coast of South Carolina? No, but it was close, right? It was a weird deal. I think Alabama's next coach is Dan Lanning, uh, unless Kirby retires before Saban, which, yeah, you would think because of the age, that's not possible, but people have hinted. Uh, people have hinted at uh, at that, so... Dabo better do something without Lawrence then. <laughs> that kid put Dabo up and not his coaching. Yeah, it's um hadn't been great since. He is falling fast. I mean, you can afford down year. I mean, a down year happens sometimes, but man, in that conference, in this era, going eight and four and and just chest thumping about how you don't use the portal. Well, what good is being having morals about the transfer portal when you go eight and four. Guess what? You don't get paid a $115 million contract to go eight and four. Best explanation you heard of the Ole Miss offensive line situation is that they are only recruiting someone that they can find better, and you're not sure they are available right now. They're going to need a tackle. They're going. They're going to need a tackle. They they have to get one. Um, Pettis returning is big. There there was a line of thinking for a while that he was going to go. Saban to retire if they lose in the playoff. I just hope he retires. <laughs> you think Alabama's next head coach is Mike Norvell? That's an interesting one. Especially if Florida State can't get to the SEC or the Big Ten like they're trying to do. Then, yeah, uh, he, he would absolutely jump ship for uh, for Alabama, for sure. Let's see. I got to mute some conversations on Twitter. That's the best feature, by the way. Muting conversations and muting people so they have no idea whether or not that you're actually seeing the BS that they spew. It's great. It's the best. But anyway, uh, Walter Nolan announces when? I don't know. I, I don't know when that's going to happen. I think, what was it, his dad said to 24-7 that he might take visits after January. I, I don't I, I don't know if that's the truth or not. Um, a lot of people seem to think it's going to happen tomorrow. But I don't know. Tom Allen to Penn State as defensive coordinator. I saw that. That's good for Tom. That's great for Penn State, too. I mean, going from Diaz to Allen, those are two solid hires from James Franklin. I don't think that – I mean, that's not going to impact the bowl game uh, at all, but that is a good hire for Penn State for sure. If the Ole Miss offensive line is good next year, that is when they can can actually compete against the top teams. It feels like that's the big missing part. That is – if they don't upgrade on the offensive line, that will be the thing that prevents them from winning at the level that they they can, if that makes sense. You're right. That'll be the thing that holds them back. Because mm-hmm. that kind of, I mean, that held them back this year. Both sides of the line of scrimmage held them back this year to a degree, but... I mean, that offensive line, I know they were banged up at this point of the season, but they were they were never beating Georgia because of that. And so, got to upgrade there. Got to upgrade there. Malachi Nelson, come on, Lebby. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have said, they apparently they told Shapin that 
they're going to keep trying. So um, we shall see. Anyway, I got to run, guys. Uh, thank you so much. As uh, as always, I'm going to go uh, finish Reacher. Love that show. Season one was great. Season two is really good so far. Just a comically large man beating people up in the name of America. It doesn't really get much better than that. So uh, thank you guys. Please like the video, all that stuff. And I will see you. Oh, what am I going to see you next? I won't see you Tuesday because I'm driving uh, home to South Carolina on Tuesday. I'll do something for you uh, during the week, this week. But don't expect a live stream this week, quite frankly. Um, let me get, uh, let me look now that I've got you guys here just so you can, we might do a Christmas Eve live stream. Okay. Cause that's we're we're leaving. Um, little guy and I are going to South Carolina starting Tuesday. We're leaving Tuesday morning and we'll come back Sunday. We m- might after bedtime do a, a Christmas Eve stream, might, maybe I might do it. I'm, I might, um, but I, I will do something during the week. But I just I will be at home uh, with my dad and uh, and my my little guy, and we're gonna go to a hockey game and all that stuff. So uh, probably no live streams this week, quite frankly. But I will put videos on here for you, and then we might even be back on Christmas Eve. So we'll see. Y'all be good. I appreciate you, and um, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.